0: Hey guys, how you doing today? Can I get you started with something to drink? Is your aging loved one home alone? Forgetting to take medicine or pay bills? The Caregiver Cafe with Roz Jones has a menu of resources to serve your caregiver needs. As a caregiver, Roz understands your daily challenges. This podcast focuses on the unique and dynamic issues of caregiving.
1: And welcome back to the Caregiver Cafe. I am so blessed to have a dear friend of mine he'll talk about the journey that he had with his father and so uh, part two I want to talk about the mindset the emotional piece Um, I I can't even imagine what your father was going through as he was fighting for his memory but I want to talk about what you were going through as the son as you realized that you had to start letting go
2: yeah um I it the letting go part was later towards the the last year and the bladder polyps and medical issues that anesthesia from the removing a day patient polyp surgery. Mm-hmm. Every time a person with memory issues goes under anesthesia, it takes years off their life. It does. Every time a person that had that has memory issues or Alzheimer's dementia issues has a fall, which my dad did not have a fall for four years in my home until that last year when, after one of the s- procedures, he went through a short-term rehab and fell three times in the first weekend. Mm. Then it just takes a lot out of them. You get them home and they're not the same. Right. Um, it but those early years is just getting getting the team around you know, having the ability to adjust your life. I'm an entrepreneur now, 16 years, it's going on 17. And I had the freedom that a business entrepreneurship offers you to, to, to work from home before work, from home work from home was popular with the COVID, um, you know, to, to take care of that. Um, and I probably didn't tell you, but at the same time we we're taking care of my dad, my wife and I are also taking care of her parents at various mm. stages of their life with, with knee and hip knee replacements. And, uh, and, and, and my father's fall shortly after recovery and, and passing away. And then my mother-in-law, they're all living 20 minutes in town, um, with, um, leukemia mm-hmm. and then, and then therapy, chemotherapy, and then, um, uh, some home hospice in passing, so we were we were basically doing this times three.
1: Mm. Um,
2: that took a, a heavy weight to carry. Um, but again, I think the key the key caregiver that is the responsible one needs to have a team of someone, whether they be family or hired. That is your doctors. Mm-hmm. Your specialists, mm-hmm. the caregivers of your team, your family, and the hired roses of the world <laughs> to help with the SOS. Right? Yes. That is what I probably wish I had done more of. Mm. Um, because you don't have a lot. Sometimes you don't. You don't talk it out. You, you don't. You don't really pull the trigger and do the things you need to do when you need to do them to get the respite help or to get the to call someone into to consult and be real with you, mm-hmm. like you would, if you came to, if you had come to my home and I called you
1: right?
2: Um, for, for, for the stress, you know, the, 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 being the overwhelmed and, and the safety. Right. Right. Um, and we have resources sometime and we, we don't understand how to balance and use those resources. If I had called the rod, you would say, Phil, you have a, United States Postal Service long-term care policy that is some of the best in the world, of X amount of dollars over X amount of years to do this now, do this later, and this will hold you through hospice or, or the day. You know, and yet you, I held that policy. It had huge value. It had a three-year window time, but it had a thirty-day kind of a waiting period once you take right, it in right
1: well, yeah once you once you start it you have to wait 30 days yeah. and then after the 30 days then they start the reimbursement yeah right
2: so i held it in my pocket where i probably should have pulled it out and begin to implement it to from get day some one extra care in mm-hmm. to lighten our load right but i held it because i thought i was going to need it as i measured the numbers and visited nursing homes for the day so when I keep saying the day, the day was when we, me, and my wife, and my kids could not take care of my dad anymore at home permanently, but if you, that day ever came.
1: But you know what though will feel when the day really came? When he moved in. That was, the, yeah, day. That that was, was really, the day. That was really the day. That was the day. And sometimes we think the day is when they go into the nursing home. The day yeah. is when you say yes. So there were
2: there were three, there would have been, I guess, three days in my life. Mm -hmm. The first day was when my oldest daughter and I met with our lawyer, family lawyer at his dining room table, and we finalized the legal documents, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: all the multiple Mm -hmm. medical financial power of attorneys, the wills, everything. We wrapped it up that day. And then as she walked out the door and drove back to Chicago, my daughter left back, went back to school. I had to take that down the street to the doctor's appointment. Because he was having these falls in his condo. We were in his condo and he was having these falls. And I don't know, folks, that don't know that when, when your loved one's having falls, they can do blood tests to determine, and somewhere in the release in the blood, they can tell that they've been having falls. Absolutely. Folks don't know that. Well, I took my dad down and he went from the doctor's office walk in to we're moving him straight over to the emergency room to get some immediate tests and then emergency room to a regular room. And from the regular room and several days that your dad needs some rehab help and then into rehab and from rehab into my home, he never went back to that condo that day for the rest of his life. That was the day. But the prior day, that was the day I took his license away because that whole year was a whole thing in itself. And the next day I was waiting for four years through that four years was the day that we could not do it anymore At home, Mm -hmm. but I should have kicked in the resources we had to make our four years easier and better for him and for us. Exactly. Not worrying about that day because I never did kick that policy in.
1: And see, that's the piece. That's the piece. I'm going to get you hold for a second. Mm -hmm. That's the piece I want people to understand is that when you have the person move in, it doesn't mean that you are supposed to become a full time caregiver. Mm-hmm. That's the time when you sit down and say, hey, I'm still working. We yeah. have a gap in coverage. Mm-hmm. We have a gap between me leaving and coming home. Mm-hmm. So we got to implement either Medicare or, like you said, long-term care insurance mm-hmm. from the post office. You know, that mm-hmm. would have been, like you said, the time. And, and as I listen to this, I want people to understand where what Phil is letting us know is that we may not think it's the right time to ask for the help, but that is the time to ask for help and to yeah. get that help in the house because what, and let's just say, what if he did have that time? Maybe it would have mm-hmm. been less stressful. He mm-hmm. could have snuck away for some more respite. If you had someone there, Hey, instead mm-hmm. of you coming Monday through Friday, can you spend the weekend with him so I can mm-hmm. get away? So there were, you know, there were opportunities sometimes and we miss it because, and and not to say this happened to, to Phil, mm-hmm. but sometimes there's a caregiver guilt I don't want to leave him. Nobody else can take better care of them than I can. There's that 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 feeling sometimes that no one else can do it better mm-hmm. than me. And mm-hmm. that's 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 not the mindset to have. The mindset is I need help so I can take care of me. Yeah. And, and 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 as you listen to Phil, I want Phil's experiences to help you. And, and that's why I have him on is because I know his story. I hear his heart. And even as I hear him talk now, I tear up. I'm tearing up from the emotional side because I know the emotional toll that it will take when you try to be a superhero and wear the badge of honor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You will not look whether you put them in a nursing home or not. It's not going to put you in a heaven or a hell. It's mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not so. I, I I wanted to say that, but Phil, I wanted you. I really wanted you to talk, and 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 you haven't gotten there yet. So I'm going to push your button a little bit. Gotcha. I, I want you to talk about the emotional piece. That just I don't want you to go in too deep if you don't want to. But I just want you to talk about the emotional part as you were going through this year after year, day after day.
2: It's stressful. Um, fortunately. I had business customers of mine and family and everyone that were patient with me and I mentioned patience earlier Patience, If I weren't performing as well as I should as mm-hmm. father, husband and business owner for my customers, I mean that meant I had some really caring, compassionate customers as well, business clients, but it was tough. Um, um, because changes, they just aren't themselves. They will say things and they can't do the things they used to do. And yet I wish I would asked for help sooner for, from someone like yourself. And there may be some of those in every given city around to just help think through the next plans and this things. So you're stuck and you think you're doing the best you can, but you're you're wearing yourself out Mm. um and at some point it can come to a head i know it's timing wise we want to say but there there, we saw recently an entertainer that his life and his emotions and things came to a head Mm -hmm. and he probably didn't handle the situation the best way he could Mm -hmm. um my emotional part probably came to a head then after my dad's several bladder procedures and then a short rehab and a eight days of hospice and his passing and his burial in in April and I was I was emotionally and kind of a rep till August. Mm-hmm. I wasn't myself. Mm-hmm. I had the potential to snap, as I just mentioned about I, and I did snap on a lot of folk between his passing in April to August. I was angry. I was, um, I was tired. And I'd snap on the donut person I'd snap on the gas station attendant. I'm saying these, these specific folks that snap on a family member, snap on, I'd snap. I, i'd be so far out of character you ain't never seen my, in my 50 some years wow. it wasn't me mm. but to help of the lord i was able to recognize forgive the folks i felt that kind of led me down that path of snapping and, and get back to a better place um and yeah. went back to many of those folks and asked them i'm sorry mm. out of the blue someone's like yeah i remember that day yeah um sorry I, I remember exactly what i said and did to you because
1: how important was it for you to go back and ask for forgiveness how did that very help
2: important. you okay very important mm-hmm. each one was a healing mm-hmm. part of the reason that happened there was a there was a few traumatic experiences in towards the end that led up to this uh, as i shared my father went through a few procedures bladder issues and then into uh, another one more stint of rehab, supposedly nursing home. It wasn't my first choice of nursing home. I won't name names, but I in, I brought him in the intake and gave him gave them exactly where he's at, who he is, and what he, kind of care he needs. Thought I had laid it all out. And that four years in my home, he had never had a fall. His walker could go everywhere we had structured to go. Um, I got a call late that night after two o'clock checking in in the afternoon. I got a call probably around midnight that your father had a fall. Mm -hmm. He hit his head on the nightstand. And that it's like they didn't hear any of the what stage of things he was at that he had a fall it had a gash on his head. And I met him at the emergency room when they transported him there. Um, the, over the next, that was like a Friday that Sunday he had two more falls that they didn't even tell me about. I just kind of, cause I was always in the nursing homes and the rehab centers two, three times a day, just middle of the day, middle of the morning. I'd be in it's an just all day. Yeah. It. They thought I was a detective. I wear, I wear black a lot and, they said, "Oh, that's 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 his that's his son. He's the detective, but still, they just I felt were so neglectful and and he had two more falls, and I finally got him out of there. And um, from there, he ended up going to hospice, but um, one more nursing home, and then hospice. But I was angry for that. They say I, I, I should have got caregivers in the home and just kept them at home." Mm-hmm. That maybe wouldn't have solved everything, but, um, the experience never sued anyone. Never cussed anybody out. Um,
1: it sounds like you kept it. Mad. It sounded like you <laughs> kept a lot of this internal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But after his passing, you know, a little while later, um, <laughs> I started letting it out. Mm-hmm. I would let it out on anybody totally out of my character. Um, the Lord and my family kind of helped me pull it back in and and then reaching out to the people that I directly if as many as I could to, to kind of get it right and I think we were back in a better place but it, it this is what caregiving and grief mm-hmm. will do mm-hmm. if you don't ask for help I my my funeral home director my pastor I think were good parts of my counseling as well and but you need help in real-time caregiving and you need help in in the after of grief counseling
1: right right Mm -hmm. phil i want to i want to thank you so much um you have been a great supporter not only to me but to my clients and to the people of wisconsin thank you and i know that everybody that you come in contact with has been blessed because i know i have been blessed by just coming in contact with you. As we wrap this up, I want you guys to remember some of the stuff that Phil said. I just want to bring these jewels back to you. He talked about the three things that were important for him as he, you know, um, took care of his father, which was prayer, patience, and love. Then he talked about forgiveness after his father passed, how he had to forgive himself and forgive the way that he was treating others because while he was healing, they didn't understand what his healing process was, his grieving process, and then building a team. Um, and then if you're in doubt, shout it out and ask for help. <laughs> <Shout it out. laughs> you know, if you're in doubt, and, and I always say, stop, looking, listen. You know, when when you get that feeling, stop, looking, listen, and know that you may need to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Phyllis, is, is there one last thing that you want to say that maybe I did not cover? That, that you think would help people?
2: Um, just, um, it, I think I just, I, a few of my notes is make sure you ask for help. Make sure you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about the weight that your wife or children or siblings are also carrying with you. Mm. Um, they're going through the same emotions and things that you're going through. And um, you can make it, Mm. but but you it's it's you got to plan and execute and do the things you need to do and ask for help because help is out there. It is. Don't be cheap on any money. We weren't. We would, you know, just if you have it, if you don't have it, that's what that's what Medicaid and things are for. Mm. But get get the help your parents and loved ones need and remember even though you think that they may be at a point in life where they don't know what time of day it is, you don't know. So be kind, be loving, be caring, be respectful, but handle business. If I could say too, to loved ones I have going through family, other cousins and family going through something, to that is be decisive to know when to make the changes, know when to tell mom and dad, today is the day I have to take over your driving. Today is the day I have to take over your finance. Today is the day that you need to move from your home to my home. Today is the day you got to be decisive. Our parents will try to run their own lives in your life well beyond the point that they should. But in love and in prayer and patience, knowing that you have to take over, that's what the legal stuff is for. Right. And it will give you support in making those decisions. Um, Do it when it needs to be done. Don't prolong it. Um, Prayer, patience, and love will get you through.
1: Once again, we want to thank Phil Hill for coming Uh, into the cafe and telling what was brewing in his cup when it came to Mm -hmm. caregiving. Once again, my name is Roz Jones. I am the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we help expand the life of your loved one. Why do we do it? We do it to help the caregiver to reduce that SOS on their journey, which is being stressed, overwhelmed, and providing safety and security. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Caregiver Cafe.
0: Until your next visit to The Caregiver Cafe, connect with Roz on YouTube, LinkedIn, and her blog at thecaregivercafe.net. Caregiver Cafe podcast specializes in serving those who provide care and support to a sick or aging loved one. I'm the voice guy, but I'm one of you. So when Roz has on experts or frontline workers, I'm listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. In the meantime, don't forget to connect with Roz on YouTube, LinkedIn, LinkedIn or at the blog at thecaregivercafe.net.